Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to this episode of Healing Beyond Physical. I am your host, Omol Kiram Patravala, an intuitive somatic trauma therapist and a wild woman. I welcome you open-heartedly into this space. And I'm so grateful that we're here sharing this time together. As always, as you tune into this episode, please do so by inviting your own lens of inner wisdom to be present throughout the conversation so that you can take what resonates and leave what doesn't. What I share in these episodes is coming from a place of my embodied truth. And as I share my truth, I also create space and acknowledge that I'm welcoming each of you and your truths and your embodied experiences into this conversation, into this circle together. So with that, today's conversation, I'd love to change the narratives that are currently held in the collective as it relates to mental illness in all the labels that are floating around as it relates to different uh, diagnoses, uh, mental illness-related diagnoses. So this is an area very close to my heart because day in and day out, in my lived experiences in supporting the women that I support, I witness how toxic and how limiting these labels can be to each of these beautiful souls that I have the privilege to support. And also what I'm witnessing is the stigma that exists and even the word as it relates to mental illnesses. So for any of you who are listening to this episode, if you are someone who has had lived experiences of noticing that they tend to get anxious or they have had periods in their life or you've had periods in your life where you've been depressed or anxious or had panic attacks or perhaps PTSD or any of those mental health-related challenges, then... I really invite you to listen into this conversation. And if you know someone who is also kind of shared that they are prone to anxiety or depression or panic attacks, PTSD, or they've had PTSD or other mental health challenges, I really invite you to share this conversation or take what you can get from this conversation and uh, bring your curiosity And uh, let's challenge the current collective beliefs and uh, limited, really, beliefs that exist as it relates to mental illnesses and the labels that are being imposed on people over and over again. So perhaps for simplicity, I will sort of, I want to talk about mental illness and The word mental illness implies that something is not working. Like, and so you're ill. And there in itself, 
And so folks who have had anxiety or depression, grown up with it, are then seen as they were weak because they keep getting this illness or they are always ill with one of these conditions. And I'm going to pause here because if, if this is your lived experience, I just want to say that I see you, I feel you. And if you've come from a culture where mental <clears throat> health period is a taboo, then um, my heart really reaches out to you in terms of the lived experiences you may have had uh, growing up with anxiety or depression or panic attacks or, or not even um, being given that space or made, made to feel like as if there was a weakness in you. So today, I hope to change that conversation. I hope to change that narrative. I invite. I hope that I can invite curiosity within you and so that you can, in different conversations, challenge the norms and hopefully have a conversation about these limiting beliefs. So back to mental illness. This word can be very disempowering and limiting and makes the person who has who has this label that they are prone to mental illness or are suffering from mental illnesses feel like there is something wrong with them and they are weak and they are somehow then failing. Given that my own lived experiences where anxiety has visited me, I am here to say and challenge those who feel that this is a weakness, that if we look at what anxiety, what depression truly is, what we realize is it is a protective, adaptive feature of human biology. I'm going to say that again. That which we label anxiety and consider that to be an illness or depression, consider that to be an illness. And I'm just going to kind of speak to those two because many of us can relate to this. These two labels are considered an illness. And I'm challenging that and saying it is definitely not an illness. What it is, is a basic function of your biology that is wired for survival And what does that mean? A survival biology is going to kick into its protective mode. And so it's an adaptive protective response. When an individual has been moving, living through experiences where they did not feel safe, supported, or a sense of belonging, or were not able to be seen, heard, and did not receive the co-regulation they needed. Then your biology, in order to help you move through those life experiences, will take over and these survival mechanisms will be in charge of your biology. Anxiety is one of those protective adaptive responses of your biology. So is depression. So once we understand that Every human is wired first for survival, which means every human, no matter how strong we are, can 
move through a season in our life or many seasons or phases of our life where this protective adaptive feature of your biology will take over. And do you see now why I say that that is not a weakness? How can we call that which is innately human and it is a biological functioning and when it kicks in to in order to help you survive weakness so hear me out if if you are someone who's been on a journey and has gone through life experiences with anxiety or depression please know that it doesn't mean that you're weak or that you're failing in fact your biology is doing the best it can to help you survive your lived experiences or your life experiences. This is not about weakness. This is an adaptive biological feature that every human is wired with. So once we have that, then we can be compassionate towards those who are moving through bouts of periods of anxiety or panic attacks or depression in their life. And you can see yourself or others through that lens of compassion and recognize that perhaps this individual has had lived experiences that you may not know about starting from childhood or in utero or epigenetically, intergenerationally inherited that are activating the nervous system to move into this survival mode so that they can continue to survive. They, the very fact that that individual has survived is means something is working. Not the opposite narrative, which is something is not right with you. They survived. And if it's you, you survived. So... When you notice someone who's moving through anxiety, I hope next time you see them through the lens of compassion and recognize that this is that person somewhere in their lived experiences has had cumulative experiences where they did not feel safe, supported, loved, or a sense of belonging. And I would say almost every human has had lived experiences where we might have not felt safe, supported, uh, seen, heard, starting from uh, in utero to wherever we are at present. So, which means that anyone and everyone's biology can go into this protective mode when needed so that you can survive that period, that season, that phase of your life. So it is not a weakness. It is an inherent wiring that your biology is meant to do. And let's start being kind to ourselves. And rather than trying to think about how do I eradicate or get rid of anxiety or depression, perhaps to frame it a little differently and say, how do... If I am noticing that I am um, been moving through many seasons of my life where I have been anxious, perhaps the question we can ask ourselves is, huh, so that protective response has been on for quite some time now. What might I do 
to support my biology so that it starts feeling safe, supported, a deep sense of belonging, secure again. What might I do? Not how do I get rid of this? How do I fix this? Because the getting rid means that there's something wrong here. It's a protective feature. We're all wired with it. So instead of trying to get rid or um, looking at others or thinking like there's something wrong with them and they're weak, we pause, we bring compassion to our hearts and we recognize that it, it could have been me. I, you know, if I had lived experiences such as that other individual, perhaps you would also, your survival mechanisms might have taken over. And maybe your survival mechanisms look a little different than the other. Sometimes survival mechanisms show up as people-pleasing. Living our whole lives trying to please others and overgive and overdo. That is also a survival mechanism. Procrastination, also a survival mechanism. You see, all these labels that tend to have a negative con connotation are survival mechanisms, protective adaptive features of our biology. It's not a weakness. Not a weakness. And I hope that that becomes so clear. And I hope that even this conversation that we're having together sparks and plant seeds of curiosity in your awareness so that you're going to be curious and want to explore more and learn more then about the nervous system, about our survival mechanisms. And if you're looking for resources, wonderful place might be to look at the work by Deb Dana. And um, she's sort of taken the work of Stephen Porges and the polyvagal theory and unpacked it in terms of really understanding our nervous system and these adaptive, protective mechanisms of our biology. And when we start looking now at these protective adaptive features and then move forward we will know that this is not an illness. That you are not sick, that you're not weak. Rather, what your nervous system is needing is ways that you can tend to yourself so you can feel safe, supported, or safe, a level of safety, a level of support, a level of belonging. And then... The biology, that innate intelligence within you, will gently come out of those survival modes. So those who have been um, moving through anxiety for years and years, if you're listening to this episode and you're wondering, what I would suggest is to get really curious of where can I get more support? How might I find ways to signal and send messages of safety in, in my nervous system so that this protective mode that has taken on can gently shift and I can come out of survival and into accessing states or moments of 
thriving, moments of connection, and so forth. I have resources in my other podcast episodes where I have guided practices. Uh, Grounding your nervous system is a wonderful practice to take on if you are someone who's moved through many seasons of their lives with that protective adaptive mechanism being turned on. Uh, Grounding is really important for our nervous system. So that might be a place you start. There is a another um, episode that I've recorded tending to the protective mechanism of anxiety. That might be another one that you might use. And move forward from a place of compassion towards yourself that you are um, choosing to reclaim your agency and your power back. And choosing to come back into the driver's seat of your biology because when that survival biology is in play, it's that automatic feature for biology that's taken over. So the conscious part of you then has is not in the driver's seat, you see? So we want to bring that conscious part back into the driver's seat by finding ways to build support, safety, sense of belonging uh, into our nervous system And really important that when we do that work, it's not about uh, consuming content or thinking about these things, like thinking that I'm safe, thinking that I'm supported. That will not change and send the signals that the nervous system and the brain needs to feel safe, supported. um, It's an embodied experience. We, We need to embody. We need to feel that, be it. We need to be it. When you are being in that state, then the signal is sent from the body to the brain and then your innate intelligence knows what to do next. And if this is work that you are curious in exploring, then know that there is so much support out there in finding ways to create that level of safety support. Key is to work with someone who is a trauma-informed practitioner and who also, I would say, has an embodied practice of it. Because remember, it's not about thinking, it's the experience of it, of being in those states. So someone who is living that, walking that path, can hold space for that in a very authentic way. And if, if you are curious and if what I say is in resonance and you have more questions, then reach out to me on IG, DM me, and let's have a meet and greet virtually. I offer virtual meet and greets uh, that are complimentary where you can ask your questions and see if there's an opportunity for you and me to be in resonance and explore this work together. So please know that wherever you are in your journey with anxiety or depression, that you're not alone. We as humans are wired with that protective adaptive response that kicks in so that we can survive our life experiences. And that doesn't mean that 
we have to have something really big and traumatic happen. It can be a com- series of com- compounded experiences. It could be intergenerational trauma that you're carrying. It could be epigenetic. It could be um, when you were in utero and uh, based on your mom's experiences and what you received when you were in the womb. There are so many layers to this. So... I hope that this has stirred a level of curiosity within your heart. And please reach out, especially if you are uh, coming from a culture such as mine, where there is a whole lot of stigma as it relates to um, mental health or even conversations around mental health, where mental health is almost seen um in this way that there's a taboo, we, we can't talk about anxiety. And if you have anxiety, then there's something wrong with you. And that is so toxic. That is so toxic to have someone who, who is feeling that to feel like there is something wrong with them when there isn't. Their biology is doing that because their lived experiences have warranted that protective mechanism to turn on. It's like saying the alarm system in my house went, was activated, which means that clearly there's something wrong with my house. No, the alarm system is there because if there is a threat, the alarm system will activate. That doesn't mean that your house is weak or that your house is broken there's something wrong with your house it's more about the threat that is coming in so deep breath together because i know that this can bring stir up a lot within each of us. And if you're hearing this for the first time and you've been moving through many seasons uh, with this protective response of your biology sort of being on for a while, please know that you're not alone. Please know that that doesn't mean, that doesn't make you weak. That doesn't make you weak. Your biology is doing exactly what it needs to do. And now it's time to ask a different question. It's time to ask, what can I do? What support do I need to help bring that level of safety, security, support back into my nervous system, into my biology, so that I can come back into the driver's seat of my biology? So thank you so much for tuning in today and having this conversation with me. I hope that you can continue this conversation on social with your friends, with your family. Be curious, ask more questions. Don't just take my word for it. Research, learn. And let's really challenge these limiting beliefs that exist as it relates to uh, anxiety, depression, because it is time. We all need to recognize and be more compassionate towards ourselves and others moving through these seasons of their life. And perhaps instead of labeling someone, the question I would ask is, what might I do to support this individual? Even in those moments of deep connection, an authentic connection, know that your support matters because our nervous systems co-regulate. A whole different topic, but I will leave it here for today. This is something that I'm clearly very passionate about, 
And um, one conversation at a time, I know that we can turn these, um, we can turn it around in terms of how we view mental wellness and, um, and how we can reclaim our agency and power back. So much love to you for tuning in today. Um, as always, if this conversation resonated, please do share this with your friends, with your community, with your loved ones. Um, it, this is so important that we share and uh, what resonates with us, that we share it with others. Because my key intention with these podcasts is to make healing more accessible, to add um, more curiosity, bring more curiosity to the process of healing, and to really debunk some of these limiting beliefs that currently exist in, in society and in the collective that are not serving us, that are actually disempowering us. So yes to empowerment, yes to sharing um, these messages that are empowering and are anchored with the hope to bring agency back, to bring sovereignty back. So much love to you. Until next time, bye for now.